Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. On this week's episode, we are at Samuel U. Rogers Health Center on Euclid, joined by their CEO. Thanks for joining me. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. My name is Bob Tice. I'm the new CEO of Sam Rogers, effective February 1st of 2022. Uh, prior to that, I've been here for 15, almost 15 and a half years as of today. So I started out as the controller, then I became the chief financial officer, then I was the chief financial officer and chief operating officer, interim CEO, and now I'm CEO. So exciting to be here. I've seen a lot in 15 years. I'm sure. I, I just want to Sometimes you don't know where you've been until you look back. And so uh, 15 years ago, 55, we were at 55% uninsured. We didn't kick out the uninsured, but what we did was we helped them sign up for insurance, marketplace, Medicaid. So today we're 35% uninsured. So we were able to sign up a ton of kids to have Medicaid and or another Affordable Care Act coverage. So looking back, always let you know where you've been, so. That's fantastic, and thinking about those kids you maybe helped in those first couple years you were here, they could be adults with their own kids now. Wow, <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> that's absolutely true, and, and Dr. Rogers came to Kansas City in 1950. He was the first African-American OBGYN, and that's the only reason we're here, because of Dr. Rogers and his legacy, and him wanting to provide high-quality, compassionate, and affordable health care for all. So Dr. Rogers, such a major event coming to Kansas City that at University Health, formerly known as Truman Medical Center, they have a timeline of all the important events in Kansas City. In 1950, there's Dr. Rogers, came, came in 1950, uh, established a multi-specialty practice. And from what I hear, it's the first African-American multi-specialty practice, not only in Kansas City, but in the nation. Wow. So, Pretty cool, pretty cool thing. That is, and right here in Northeast. <laughs> right here in the Northeast, and um, he's he always wanted to make sure that people could have health care. He didn't think it was, if you were poor, you shouldn't have health care. He wanted to make sure that everyone had that high quality, compassionate, and affordable health care. So, in 1968, he actually founded the first fairly qualified health center in the state of Missouri. Fourth in the nation, to put that in perspective, there are around 30 fairly qualified health centers in the, in the state of Missouri right now and 1,400 in the nation. Wow. And all those fairly qualified health centers take care of 10% of the United States population, which is huge. We want to make sure that kids grow up healthy and strong so we can prevent childhood chronic diseases from becoming adult chronic diseases, making sure you get all your shots and vaccinations and uh, you're hitting all your milestones while you're growing up uh, those 15 some of those uh, five-year-olds maybe maybe 10 year olds are out having kids right now after 15 years right so they're 25. that's so. great so being in a community like this you have a lot of families who come here who are immigrants undocumented residents um maybe just low income. Talk about breaking down some of those other barriers to health care that those families might experience. So the, the coolest thing when you walk through our doors are you see a melting pot. Not, not just a melting pot of Kansas City, but a melting pot of the world. Um, any war-torn nation, uh, you're going to see those, the people from that country 
walk through the doors the same way you Rogers. For example, when Syria was going through all their stuff, and I'm sure they're still going through some stuff now, I saw the first Syrian refugees on nightly news. And two days later, they were walking through our doors to have their uh, first uh, health care in the United States, in Kansas City. So it was pretty cool. That is cool. And with organizations like Dell Lamb, who have been, you know, a foundation of our community for a very long time, and then KCPS's new International Welcome Center just next door, it seems like this is the place to be. And don't forget JVS, Jewish Vocational Services. I mean, all all are great welcoming places for new people in the United States. So have your first experience in the United States. I've I've seen a mom come through our doors and with four kids and she's looking all over the place making sure they're, they're all wrangled together because she doesn't want to lose one because you never know what she's been through in the past and it's a scary place seeing seeing a brand new brand new city country your brand new home and um, settling in and and the I, I just there's some wonderful stories that come out of Samuel Rogers I'm going to say about 20% of our staff were patients at one point. Okay. So we're all, everyone who works here is a member of the community. Uh, they've either been in your shoes or, or have seen someone in your shoes before. And so we all know what it feels like to be on the other end. Of course, we all get health care. So we all, we all know what it's like to be on the other end of health care. And Dr. Rogers always wanted this to be a kind, respectful environment to where no matter who came in here, he wanted to make sure that those children saw their moms being treated with respect and dignity. And so uh, I go out and I may, I may go into Sam's Club and see a cashier who sees Sam Rogers Health Center. She's going, ah, get a big <laughs> smile on her face. She goes, I went there. Uh, once I went to an urgent care center and um, it was ran by brother and sister and they're both doctors and I go yeah I work at Sam Rogers and they go ah oh, that's where we went when we first came <laughs> into America that's and it's great. so cool to see you know what you have to be it, it doesn't hurt to be healthy uh, to thrive in life and so healthcare means a great deal preventative proactive care lets us do things that we didn't necessarily know we were capable of doing but it's always good to know that someone's telling you, you can be anything you want. And that's what I want everyone to always hear. You can be anything you want. Yeah, and especially with having your basic needs met, making sure you're healthy and ready to take on those, those bigger things in your life. In, in prenatal care, right? So prenatal, so one of the things we do here and in, in our prenatal care, we also want you to get signed up for WIC and WIC our WIC is one of the strongest WIC programs in the state of Missouri, let alone the nation. 92% of our moms initiate breastfeeding, and I just want everyone to hear this. When you breastfeed your child, um, that child becomes smarter because they're getting all that DNA, all that good stuff that, that uh, is making them healthy. That their IQs, on average, are raised seven points. Wow. So, super exciting. I love everything we do here. I don't know if you can tell. I'm excited. <laughs> That's great. So, you know, I wouldn't be a journalist if I didn't read your bio before I showed up here today. And a, a large component of that was patient education. 
that's something you're passionate about. Tell us a little bit about how Sam Rogers facilitates that. It's, it's education in general. So, you know, sometimes I get so excited every time I see that HPV commercial on TV. And when those older kids ask their parents if they could have prevented their cancer by getting them the HPV shot at 13, 14 years old, 12, 13, 14. You know what? Education was the key, is the key. And so we educated our providers so they could educate parents. So parents didn't think that this was a sex shot. No, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you have kids, you want grandkids. Some people want the grandkids first, but, uh, you want to make sure that your kids are around and don't have uh, a cancer that could be prevented in their 30s and 40s. And so, uh, you know, cancer is horrible. It affects way too many people. And when it happens, it's devastating. But let's take care of the things that we can prevent. Education is the key to doing that. Sure. And so, please, everyone get back to get regular vaccinations, not, not just the COVID, but we want regular preventative vaccinations. You know, uh, mumps, measles, rubella, all that good stuff. And uh, what's that one where if you accidentally hit your hand with a hammer? What's oh, yeah. Um, tetanus? Tetanus. Please get your tetanus <laughs> I've shot. I've stepped on a nail before. <laughs> it's, 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 you know what? We're all safer with vaccinations. That's that's what I feel. You know, one of the other things I've, I've noticed throughout the pandemic is people canceling those teeth cleanings and mammograms and stuff like that. Sam Rogers provide those things? Oh, a- absolutely. And um, it's so important to catch as many things as you can early. And that's what mammography does. That's what colorectal screenings do. Um, I, I, I have a personal story that a relative of mine had a mammography in December. Um, then they couldn't fit her in to get the, the additional screening she needed until January. And then couldn't get operated on until February. And uh, she, she had a double mastectomy. And it's just like, and then couldn't get the drugs that she needed for pain. They sent her home. And, and uh, she was at home for six days before she could get her pain wow. medicine. And it's like, that's not how the system's supposed to work. And you shouldn't have to know someone to know someone to get you the stuff that you need. But we do have people here, community health workers, and if they can't get you something, they help hold your hand through the whole process. If they can't get you something, they can always escalate it up the chain, so... It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shamika's Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at shamikasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamika's, where customers become friends and friends become family. From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaberg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since 1974. Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri. And now back to the newscast. I think it's pretty cool the the variety of services you have here, I guess. Everything from dental to pharmacy to lab work, screenings, all that kind of stuff. It can all be done in one place that a lot of people can walk to, take the bus to, you know. 
It, 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 and, and you know what? We don't want transportation to be a barrier to care. Uh, being able to walk to get groceries, that's so important. Um, being able to walk to get health care or take a bus. Uh, and you know what? If you cannot necessarily get here, call us up and we can get transportation. We were one of the first health institutions to get people transportation. So we partnered with Uber and used this thing called Circulation. And what it did was it would you could download the app, it could find where you are, and we could send someone out to get you. And, and right after your appointment, we respected your time and you could have a ride back home in a matter of minutes. So transportation, huge, uh, being walkable, being able to get WIC, uh, prenatal care, behavior health, postpartum. Um, it's so important. We are a one-stop shop. And now with this, these, this position that's been around for a while, but it's, it's out there now more than ever, community health workers who can walk your hand through everything that you're going through. And um, it's just, the, the medical system is so hard to navigate. It's so much better and easier with someone to hold your hand and walk you through it. And we can also get you signed up for Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, and um, we wanna make sure that you're well taken care of so you can grow up to be mayor one day. So, <laughs> so obviously the community sees a huge value in what you do here and some of your other healthcare partners, emergency health services, things like that, and they overwhelmingly passed question two on Tuesday. I think. We were talking about it earlier. I think 75% of voters supported it. And you know, while it was a low turnout because it was an April special yeah. election, <laughs> I think that still says a lot. It, it, it says a lot. I, I don't think 75% of people would agree on what's cuter, kittens or puppies. But 75% of people came together to say that healthcare was important in Kansas City. And so where some of that money goes, it goes to us to help provide care for those without any resources. Um, If we if we find out through a mammography that you need specialty care, now we can refer you over to University of Health and they have the specialty care that we can refer to. So you know what, they get a bigger chunk of the money because they're a hospital, but uh, primary care is so important and uh, I'm so thankful that this got passed because this will allow us to see the same amount of people that we have been for years and years and years. And primary preventative care, it's where it's at. And then if we discover something early, that's when we need the university health of the world. And it also uh, helps fund some of the ambulance system in the metro. Sure. So for our listeners, um, the yes vote means that the city is going to renew the property tax levy of $220 per $100,000 of assessed value for emergency medical, ambulance, hospital, and public health services for the next nine years. So we'll have to do this again in a few years, but if anything, you know, if this trend continues, it seems like voters are going to continue supporting it, especially when they see amazing projects like the one happening outside. And so, <laughs> yes, and just so you know, it's always, this is, it's always, this levy is always renewable. So they want to make sure that we continue to be good stewards of the taxpayers' dollars. So now let's talk about what's happening outside. <laughs> uh, 
we had this grass and it always was mowed perfectly and it felt like do not walk on the grass and so we told that story a couple times and and uh, we, we spoke with some of the city leaders they said you know what let us buy the land that you don't want anyone to walk on the grass and uh, build mixed income housing this sixth and final phase the Paseo Gateway um, investment uh, in 2015, Congressman Cleaver was right here in front uh, of our building at 825 Euclid, talking about what good it's going to do this Northeast. And so, uh, this is the final phase of that. We're going to, I think, we don't own it. Sam Rogers does not own it, but Brinshore Development will own it. And actually, I, I believe um, it's. It's an important investment in housing. 62 units, I believe. Five. There are two five-bedroom housing places. The, the thing I found so incredible about this housing that's going to be here is 70% is going to be set aside for affordable housing. There's hardly anywhere else in the neighborhood that you can find that, even less like around the rest of the city. I think it's really cool that it will provide opportunities for people who are probably already clients of St. Rogers. 100%. And, and I think what they said was they wanted to make sure that those with chronic diseases might have a leg up on someone getting into one of those units. And um, the mixed income housing model has proved to be very helpful in the nation, let alone Kansas City, because it allows everyone to get to know their neighbor a little bit better. And once you know their neighbor, once you know your neighbor, you know what? It, you're all in it for the same reason. You want to pick up the trash. You want to make sure it's a good neighborhood, a safe neighborhood. And, um, and so it's just exciting. And, and Dr. Rogers started off in the Wayne Minor housing. And um, it's when, when I talked to his daughter, Dr. Rita Roger Stanley, uh, who's on our board right now, um, she was so excited to get back to her dad's original vision. Housing and healthcare together help make stronger families, stronger people, and a better community. You know, you talked about some of those preventative health things. You know, if we can keep people healthy from the start, we won't face so many problems down the line. You know, how big of a part does a healthy, safe place to live play in all that? It, you know... <laughs> If you don't have stable housing, let's just take diabetes. You need a safe place to keep your insulin. I believe it's even kept in the refrigerator. And so you need a safe, stable place uh, to keep your meds and to take your meds. And so, uh, number one, we want to help you get off your medications as well. But uh, you have to be in a safe, secure environment, and housing does equal health care, and health care equals housing. And those two go hand in hand. We just want to make sure that everyone has the best possible situation to where they can thrive, and um, that housing helps, helps do that. That's fantastic. And, you know, if we watch the real estate trends, we've got a beautiful view of downtown from our conference room that we're in right now at Sam Rogers location in Northeast. This is going to be a pretty competitive place to live for those for those market rate rent apartments. It's going to be brand new. I'm sure it'll be beautiful, just like the rest of this building. 
It, and, and it's becoming a more walkable neighborhood. Um, I, I talked to some people in, in the city development and they want to make sure that the sidewalks are good so you can walk on the sidewalks. And you know what, I lived, I live a little bit north of the river, but still in Kansas City. They put sidewalks in, a, in my neighborhood that was, it seemed like you were taking your life in your hand, <laughs> in your own hands when you were crossing or trying to take a walk. But now they have those nice sidewalks and I've never seen more people get out and walk. And um, there's nothing more refreshing, nothing more revitalizing than being able to get out and take a walk on a beautiful day. Maybe not like today. It's a little bit windy. <laughs> yes, but maybe on like those, Sunday. <laughs> but, but on Sunday or, 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 or on those nice days in the 70s. I like 65, actually. <laughs> but. Well, I just think it's so cool. And we were talking about how this is, you know, the final phase of Paseo Gateway. They are breaking ground tomorrow on the Paseo and Independence intersection. And just last month, Cleaver was back again um, over at KCU talking about additional investment coming to this corridor. So I think with all of these great organizations, all of this federal money coming in, this is just the beginning, it sounds like. It's the beginning of the complete revitalization. I mean, the Northeast has always been a cool place, but getting a nice facelift every now and then isn't so bad. And so uh, I, w I was over at KCU and um, they have they they invested so much money in the community and their campus. They're doing some pretty cool things. I was in their innovation lab, their brand new innovation lab, and uh, they called me in. And I go, tell me about your prenatal. And then they brought me over to one of their one of their innovation where they could do simulations. And I, I delivered a baby at that. Um, at their simulation lab and it kind of freaked me out a bit <laughs> but uh, I can just imagine what students will be able to do who won't be as freaked out the first time they really deliver a baby and um, I just want to mention something about KCU too uh, when I was out on that tour uh, we talked to uh, I talked to an instructor and they said they helped be our force multiplier when we were giving the vaccination so their first and second year students volunteered to help give out COVID vaccinations. And back in the day, we were giving out hundreds at a time. And uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it with the first, without the first and second year student volunteers from KCU. And you know what? They got something too. They, they normally don't touch people. You don't touch people in med school in your first and second year. Well, they got to actually interact with people. And so those first and second year students who were volunteering are going to be way ahead of the curve when they're in their third and fourth years, which are coming up very soon. So, I think that's fantastic. And the more that doctors in training can touch the community, you know, actually talk to people face to face, see the real life struggles, some of that stuff you can't find in a textbook. You can't. And, um, and when you get out and are in the real world uh, giving vaccinations, um, you know, you can see people's faces and reactions. And one of the coolest things I saw in this whole COVID-19 vaccination thing was someone came in and his, he brought his wife in who was having early stages of dementia and he was taking care of his wife and he just, he felt so much relief. And so did she when she got her first vaccine and he's going, Bob, 
one less one less thing I have to worry about. And obviously he had a lot to worry about, but one less thing. So that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So does this development mean any expansion of services for Sam Rogers? So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to put in a propeller building. And so what that is going to do is it's going to allow us to provide educational opportunities for our neighbors. Uh, we want to invite banks to help teach about fiscal, learn about how banks work. A lot of people don't know how banks work, uh, how important it is to have a checking account. We're going to have immigration uh, physicals that, to where we can tell everyone, here's what's going to happen. Sure. So uh, it's going to be an education center. And so we want people to learn. I think the most important thing you can do is learn something new every day. And um, I, I definitely learn something new every single day. And so it, it will allow us to outreach to our community a little bit more, invite them in, and uh, maybe every now and then there might be a wedding or two in there, so. <laughs> That's fantastic, and I think it'll be a great use of space. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for the community. It's gonna be a community asset, and I really think this whole Paseo Gateway is a huge asset. And when you look at 10,000 feet above this area, you see all the spots, uh, Woodland Place, uh, 555 Olive, uh, and then Euclid. It's, it's just going to be so cool. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, you know what? I just want everyone to take care of themselves. Take a deep breath. COVID may or may not be over. I don't think it's over. It's just on pause. But just take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And, um, you know, we're all in this thing called life together. And uh, I just want everyone to, it's spring, go out and take a nice walk, so. It's been great seeing um, people getting outside again. You know, COVID is already lonely enough if you're being responsible, but to see my neighbors out walking their pets or doing work, all this work on Independence Plaza Park and here, at the intersection, it's going to be really cool to see people interacting and so making progress. Interacting. <laughs> it's time to interact again. And um, I heard a comedian say, if you haven't had COVID, then you don't have friends. Well, <laughs> I haven't had COVID that I know of, and I have friends. I so. think that means you just have good friends. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sounds good. Well, we really appreciate all the um, knowledge you shared with us today about your services and all the cool things that are happening here at Sam Rogers. Well, I, I'm so excited to to lead the next step of Samuel Rogers and add to his legacy because Dr. Samuel Rogers, uh, like I said, he always wanted to make sure everyone had high quality, compassionate, kind, affordable health care. So thank you so much, Abby. Thank you.